Hey guys! Welcome to another episode of Justice Sobriety, where we talk, share, and spill the tea soberly and anonymously. Hope you all are doing well. So, the topic for today is self-care and sobriety. I feel like it's not something that's talked about much in meetings, but it's so important. So, self-care is so important to me because... We have to be our best selves in order to do our best at home, work, and life in general. Addiction, it's no longer the center of my life anymore, so taking care of responsibilities and obligations can be extremely overwhelming. I have mental and physical health issues, I'm a student, I work full-time, I have a partner and pets, I'm active in my home group for recovery, and etc. Like just life on life's terms included. So that's where trying to find balance really comes in for me. And being an all or nothing kind of person, the concepts of a balance and moderation, they're still fairly new to me. They're, they're, I've gotten better with them, but we're still not where I wanna be, but that's okay. So just before we get started, some pros of self-care. It may help stabilize your mood, it may encourage more energy and motivation, it may provide new coping skills, you're more likely to feel a sense of overall wellness, especially when I know I'm completing things, it's really great, it's exciting. Um, It can promote healthy relationships, it can help your self-esteem, you can learn to love yourself. And you can feel more connected to the world around you, which for me, that means I'm not the only person who has needs. There's other people around me who need things too, and I can actually be of use to them now. So that's just some pros. I'm sure there's a ton more, but that's what I have. So there are... There's this thing called a self-care wheel, and it promotes life balance to kind of prevent burnout. So with that, there's six different components on the wheel. There's physical self-care, psychological self-care, emotional self-care, spiritual self-care, personal self-care, and professional self-care. So I just wanted to go through all of those and just share my experience that's all i can really do so physical self-care it's more attributed to a person's body and overall physical wellness and health in my opinion without optimal without optimal physical health the other acts of self-care they're not really important i do understand you know that one one portion of self-care is positively I can't speak. My brain just went blank, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I understand that if one portion of self-care is positively or negatively affected, the others are sure to be impacted as well. So, for example, I have an autoimmune disease which causes constant pain and fatigue as well as other issues, so I really struggle in maintaining the physical health care. When my physical health care, physical health care, that's what I said, physical self-care, <laughs> when it's lacking, 
my mental health struggles and if my mental and physical health struggle it's just not gonna be a fun time I'm not gonna be a productive person so I do go to doctor's appointments I take medications but some of the medications make me feel sick so sometimes it's a struggle to take them consistently although I know I should but that's just me being real so other components of physical self-care that I do have that I'm grateful for. I have a safe home. I get as much sleep as I can. I get alone time. I have a sex life. You know, I would absolutely love to do more for, for physical health care. Physical health care. I said that again. Bear with me. Anyways, I would love to get like massages or acupuncture or just get out and take vacations, but I'm financially limited and I'm okay with that. But and I'd also like to eat better and exercise. But those <clears throat> those two are probably ones that I'm really going to struggle with no matter how much money or time I have because that's just something that I don't have a very good habit for yet. Okay, so next, psychological self-care. It's more about your mental health and overall wellness. So I've been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, ADHD. So psychological self-care is also extremely important to me because without therapy and proper medication I've had mental breakdowns that were not pretty and some of you guys who are close to me have witnessed those I'm sure you can attest <laughs> so self-care strategies I've practiced for my psychological self-care have been aromatherapy, joining a support group for, in my case, it's been recovery, but that can mean anything. Um, Self-reflection, and for me, that's like with the step work, doing step 10 and really looking back on my actions and feelings throughout the day, how can I be better, what maybe needs, what needs some work, what am I improving on, things like that reading a self-help book, asking for and receiving help. I'm very new to asking and receiving help and feeling comfortable with it. That's why I put, that's why I'm bringing that up because it's not something I was always okay with. And now like if, if someone helps me financially, I'm, I'm more so able to do that now and pay them back. It depends on the day, but you know, I'm, I'm doing better. So let's see. I focus on psychological self-care so much because it kind of helps distract me from my physical pain. Sometimes it doesn't, but there are days where I can kind of get out of myself and really just focus on these things and just try to relax a bit more. This music is loud. Hopefully this is a little better, sorry. So I would like to improve my own psychological self-care by 
getting better at thinking about positive self qualities, decreasing stress in my life, being more of a curious person because if it didn't directly affect me, I didn't give a shit about it. And that was my own selfishness. I'd also like to learn or let other people know more about me, which is also why I'm doing this podcast. But again, it's focused on recovery. But you are learning about me as you're listening. And then different things like Apparently, if you go to, like, a play or a symphony, it's supposed to help. I'm not sure why. And also, let's see, yeah, sensory engagement. Um, I do love to paint. And I can see where that would relax me. Sometimes I stress out while I do it because I'm a perfectionist. But we're, we don't have to be perfectionists anymore. Okay, so next emotional self-care so that is based on how well we let ourselves feel accept and cope with emotions this past year i've been trying to work on my emotional self-care because it's something i completely avoided for a while i didn't let myself feel anything i would just drink if i had any overwhelming positive or negative emotion i just i was too scared to feel and Whenever I got sober, all those emotions flooded back to me. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was always crying, especially in the early meetings when I'd make simple mistakes and I just couldn't deal with that fear or the guilt. It It was bad, but I'm not in that point anymore. So there's been a little bit of growth already. So... Things I've done to kind of help with my emotional self-care. I have played with children, like my my goddaughter. I find as many things as possible that can make me laugh. Laughing just, it brings me joy. I... I just, I love to laugh, like, if it's, whether it's stand-up comedy, whether it's my pets, whether it's something stupid I found on Facebook or Instagram, or just something my friend said, like, anything that I can laugh at, I will laugh at, even, and it, it kind of helps me get through some situations, if I'm overwhelmed, I'll just kind of laugh, And it's not always, like, it may not seem healthy, but it helps get me through it. And I'm working on it. So, let's see. I also love to spend time with people whose company I enjoy. It makes me feel good, especially now that I care about people. Spending time with them is much more enjoyable. And I think they kind of enjoy me, too. I really need to work on loving myself. I really need to work on identifying more comforting places and things, emotional regulation, keeping in touch with loved ones because I'm so bad at texting back. I'm so bad at remembering to call. I'm sorry. Again, those of you who know me know that's so true. And then also, I need to learn how to express my anger in a healthy manner. I may seem calm I'm either calm and boiling inside 
or I'm screaming. There's no in between. And none of the, neither of those get me anywhere good. It just makes everything worse. So that's emotional self-care. And there's other examples of that, like positive affirmations, social justice engagement. You can say, I love you more. You can flirt more. You can even buy yourself a present or cuddle with a pet. Tell yourself you're pretty or more positive affirmations. And also one of the big things is practicing forgiveness. Since I did my step four and five and nine and all that, I've gotten much better with practicing forgiveness than I used to. But before, I would just stay mad and that didn't get me anywhere either. And then, of course, I didn't express it properly. (laughs) Okay, next form of self-care, spiritual. So this is about cultivating your faith or meaning of life. So... I don't really participate much in spiritual self-care, and it's it's never really been a priority or interest of mine. For And the reason being is most of my life I've mistaken spirituality as the same thing as religion. I've always had issues with religion because of personal reasons, so I pushed anything related to it as far away as I could. Now that I'm older and a tad wiser, not by much, but I've learned some things. I'm more open and willing to be more spiritually inclined. Um, I I feel like I know the difference between spirituality and religion. And it's something that I actually want to get better at. Because I've seen what it... I've seen it this and other people, how their lives have improved because they've had some kind of spiritual experience. And I just, I really want that. I've had, I've had a bit of one, but it's not, it's not as, maybe, I'm trying to think of the word. I can't think of the word. Maybe my spiritual experience wasn't as significant as theirs. I still don't feel like I'm really close to a higher power. I can't even tell you if my higher power is a he, she, it, I don't know. But it's kept me sober and I'm grateful for that. It's kept me alive, which I couldn't do on my own. I was really struggling with that, so... The only spiritual self-care activities I've done are making time for reflection, again, with step 10, 11, being open to inspiration, learning to forgive myself, and kind of going into nature. But once I see a bug, that's it. I'm over it. Um, My main goal to improve in this part of the self-care is to learn how to meditate. And from what I've heard, other addicts and alcoholics... Their minds don't stop either. It's hard for them to also sit still and just totally relax and be mindful of like a meditation thing. I, every time I try to meditate, I fall asleep. 
and I don't know if it's working or if it's not working or if that's supposed to happen, but I'm horrible at it. And um, there was something someone said, and it was really helpful. So for meditation, they said, there's four things. Uh, react to no thought, retain no thought, resist no thought, and return to sacred words. And just to chill out and do it. And since hearing that bit of information, I haven't tried to meditate again. I'm I'm really just trying to learn how to relax. So other um other ways to help with spiritual self-care. There's some examples here. Um you can cherish yourself, you can sing, you can do yoga, you can pray, you can bathe in the ocean, find find a spiritual mentor, you could volunteer for a cause. And then again, um you could even dance or play spiritual community. Get into one of those. I'm not in one, but that's okay. Unless if you consider recovery that, then. Alrighty. So there's two more that I'd like to cover. So there's the personal self-care, which I believe is taking into account all about an individual's true personality, which are you know, our goals, hobbies, values, as selfish as it may sound, guys, I put almost all of my time and energy into personal self-care because it's the most rewarding and tangible of the six types. I'm a very goal-oriented person, so once I have one, I do my best to stick with it or make it better when possible. Um, So to help improve my personal self-care, I love to cook, bake, going out for coffee with friends before COVID happened, of course, before financial problems happened. Um, I love planning and even daydreaming a little. That might sound stupid, but it's calming, okay? I've been trying to pay off debt for the past couple years. It's a work in progress with all the interest charges. If you spend $5, that you're going to get a $30 like purchase interest charge and it's ridiculous, but I learned the hard way. So, what I really want to improve on is fostering friendships, which has apparently been a struggle of mine for most of my life. And this could be related to the borderline personality disorder with the possible history of like unstable relationships and abandonment issues and things like that so even in the personal self-care it still goes back to the psychological so there we go again um other examples of personal self-care learning who you are Planning short and long-term goals, fostering friendships, going on dates, paying off debt, trying to relax, write a poem or a book, or family time. And... (laughs) Sorry, my my lovely fiancé came in the room. Okay. 
And then the last one is professional self-care. So it's related to having a healthy work and life balance. So when I first started working, I struggled so much with having balance. I would take my work home. If I was mad at work, I was going to be mad at home about work. And everyone around me got to deal with it. Uh, But after about six years of working, it's easier for me to set the healthy boundaries. And I'm very passionate about leaving work at work now. I'm very passionate about taking all of my vacation and sick days, not working overtime. I very rarely do. I will take, take plenty of time for my lunch, planning my next career moves. I'm constantly looking for better opportunities to learn and grow and get better jobs that will help me achieve my goals. The most challenging part of the professional self-care for me is saying no, because I'm, again, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I don't like disappointing my boss, so saying no, it's very hard for me to do, especially if I think, oh, this might help me learn more, or this might help me get paid more. It's always for some selfish reason or some fear, but... I, it's it's a work in progress, no pun intended. Um, yeah, I know I'm not funny. Don't worry, I know that. And a big part also with self care for me, I can't. That was a shit. That was a shitty sentence. One reason, another reason why self care is important to me now is. I'm trying to be more comfortable being alone. When I first got into recovery, I could not be alone. I could not be at home if I was the only one there because I was so concerned that I would get myself in a bad mood and drink because we still have alcohol at the house because my my partner drinks and that's okay. I'm not I don't get triggers anymore. And when I do, I have the tools, but I really just try to I'm really trying to learn how to be okay with being alone, knowing that it's not because I'm being abandoned or anything. It's just a part of life and it's a healthy thing. And it's it's getting easier over time, especially with a podcast because I can just sit here and talk about anything. So Anyways, I know not all of this is directly related to alcoholism or addiction, but that being said, when any of these were off balance in my life beforehand, I would drink. I really would drink, so if I didn't want to drink, I'd want to hurt myself or get into other issues and that's why I feel like self-care it's such an important and useful topic to cover I hope you guys have gained something from this and hope that you can find ways to practice it more in your life and take that time because it's so worth it to me and I hope it can be worth it to you Anyways, that's enough. That's all I have for this time. Again, I hope you all are doing well. 
and I'll close out with the usual serenity prayer, but first, just a moment of silence for those who are in and out of the room struggling because we never know what's going to happen. So a moment of silence for them. Okay, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love all of you so very much. Please take care of yourself. And thanks for listening to another episode of Justice Sobriety. Okay, that sounded weird. (laughs) My voice just cracked. All right, bye.